0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today, marking the 10th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, we reflect on how this national story is not to just be told, but how it's to be taught. Furthermore, it is a topic for myriad fields, from education, history, government, to religion and politics. Our guest is Mira Levinson, a political philosopher and expert in civic education, faculty member here at the Harvard Graduate School of Education who's going to try and help us make sense to this all. Welcome to the EdCast. Thanks. Mira, I guess very hard to develop curriculum and to teach something that's so recent in terms of the span of history. How would you kind of advise about that? That's a really
1: good question. In a certain way, uh, it part of what makes it hard is that there's so many resources out there. Um, There's just a flood of Videos, uh, primary sources galore, obviously, especially nowadays, you can go and um, look at all of the original news coverage um, on TV, on radio, in print, on the web. Uh, There are extraordinary photo collections. um, There are collections through the uh, World Trade Center Tribute Center and memorials and so forth, and yet it all can feel so immediate and so important that what's hard is to make the choices and say, no, we're not going to use these, you know, this photo, or we're not going to treat that. So part of it is the difficulty of actually coming up with something that's coherent and limited that you can do. Also, obviously, there are parents, uh, and in some cases, students and family members and educators themselves and communities have a experiences with 9-11, memories of it. It has an ongoing role in many people's lives because of loved ones they lost, health problems they're suffering, economies that changed, jobs that were created or disappeared, uh, traumas that were experienced. And so it's very hard for educators to figure out how to teach something that affected everybody so personally and how to navigate through the shoals of emotion, knowledge, significance, analysis, as they develop something that's also developmentally appropriate for whatever age students they teach. So that's a real challenge. In other ways, um, you know, there are events that happened long ago that are still really felt as being relevant today. And so this is not different in terms of its being a controversial event or where there are radically different interpretations over what it means, what its significance uh, significances are, but it is even more emotionally felt, and frankly without a longer historical perspective, It's hard to know yet uh, what the most significant pieces of 9-11 are, that it's important for kids to learn now to take forward, say, 20 years from now.
0: You talked a lot about emotion. How difficult is it to teach something this emotionally charged in a classroom? And at what age do you begin?
1: I don't really know when you start teaching this. I should say I have an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old, and we had a brief conversation about it the day that Osama bin Laden was killed um, and I found it really hard to figure out how to talk to kids, uh, you know, my own kids about this and about something that I felt both emotional about and had very complex feelings about and with a five and an eight-year-old the complexity is hard for them to grasp. Uh, and you don't want kids to come away simply feeling frightened or simply feeling angry, uh, looking at things in stark terms of good and evil, even though there clearly are stark examples of both good and evil in the case of 9 11, but there's also a lot of complexity surrounding it in the midst of it and so forth. And so, being, simply being aware of the emotional valences for kids and that they may not express how they feel is important for educators as they try to figure out what to teach and how to teach it, that they need to realize that kids may take things to heart more than we may realize. At the same time, teachers themselves have to struggle with their own emotional responses. And they need to think ahead of time about how they will respond when their own students say something that offends them, that they may disagree with, that seems to indicate a lack of appreciation for sorrow, for loss, for heroism, for whatever. Um, And educators are usually pretty good at separating their own emotions from the act of teaching, but it may take extra effort in this case.
0: Mira, I'm curious, should the teaching of 9-11 be different based on location? I'll give you an example. I'm wondering if in New York City public schools near Battery Park, should they get an altered lesson than, say, a suburb in Houston?
1: I think clearly the answer is yes, right? I mean, in part, It's just very likely that kids who are being taught in Battery Park will have a very personal relationship with uh, 9-11. It may be that an uncle was one of the first responders who is now struggling with a respiratory disease. It may be that they were evacuated from their homes. And uh, and that didn't happen to most of the kids living in some putative uh, Houston suburb. and also place always matters when we teach place matters you know the kids in battery park can take a visit to ground zero they can go to the tribute center when they are looking at um, a photograph they may well recognize the place that they see uh, posters of missing uh, victims of 9-11 posted which is also not going to be true in houston and they are likely to have a heightened emotional reaction to it. They may well be far more fearful uh, that they, the place in which they live, in which they go to school, in which their parents work, may be attacked again. So I think that clearly one has to be uh, aware of place and responsive to that. At the same time, there are other things about 9-11 that are relevant for all children, and so it's not as if the Uh, lessons should be entirely different, but they do
0: have to be aware. So about those lessons, what would you hope to be the goals for a teacher at the end of teaching 9-11? What are the goals that are hopefully espoused to the students they take home?
1: So this is where I'm going to be frustrating in that I can't tell you specifically what those goals should be. There are too many potential goals, and I think they inevitably have to be context relevant they have to be dependent on the age of the kids on the context in which the teacher is teaching what class it's in what issues are going on in the community one can teach 9 11 as a political story what were the politics at the time leading up to it what were the what was the aftermath you can teach it in the context of global awareness and understanding about the role in, of the united states in the world why was the United States particularly targeted, etc. cetera. Uh, you can teach 9-11 as an opportunity to expand religious literacy and to explore the ways in which Muslims became a more visible part of the United States in which Islamophobia grew and why, and help um, young people understand The ways in which Islam is and is not attached to the events of 9-11 and have them expand a sense of tolerance. You can teach it uh, as a case study of war, of international relations. You can teach it from a perspective of ethics. How do we define terrorism? How should we treat terrorists? Uh, There are so many ways to teach 9-11 and so many different reasons to teach 9-11 that I can't say that there is a single goal for teaching 9-11. What I do think is important is that we teach 9-11 in a way that acknowledges complexity, that does not totally simplify it, and that doesn't merely teach what happened on that day. What happened on that day is an extraordinary and a tragic event in and of itself. And that needs to be respected and honored and remembered. But we also need to help students make sense of why it matters, not just as an example of isolated evil. Uh, and there may be many goals for helping students engage in that analysis. But they have to derive a sense of meaning.
0: In a few days on September seventh, the Harvard Graduate School of Education will be hosting an Ask With Forum convening history, religion, culture studies, professors, you'll be moderating it. Should we see this model of collaboration and collective teaching here at this forum coming up uh, maybe be the model for how to teach 9-11 in the future? And is this concept scalable in K-12 education? I think always having more voices rather than fewer is a good thing. And I think
1: that helping students connect to ideas and events and topics through multiple avenues is always really terrific. When, um, actually, when I was an eighth grade teacher in the Boston Public Schools in the 2001 to 2002 school year, I organized with some colleagues a teach-in on 9-11 that we conducted that spring. And we brought in firefighters, an imam from the local mosque, a religious studies professor, uh, some people who worked in politics, some police officers, community organizers, a whole range of community members who could help kids understand 9-11 and make sense of the issues from multiple perspectives. We had some artists who helped them make some quilts. We had them work on Um, some care packages to send to soldiers in Afghanistan. And I think that processing what had happened earlier that year through multiple disciplines and perspectives and viewpoints and ways of expressing themselves was really powerful. And in that respect, um, I think that the more we can do with kids in that way and bringing together people with different perspectives into a single issue is always valuable
0: you said you were a teacher on September 11th 2001 in the public school system what was what was your reaction to that both personally but also knowing that students are going to be looking directly to you for an, a very instantaneous teaching moment what was that like if you don't mind sharing?
1: Sure I actually write about this in my um, new book no Citizen Left Behind I wrote, um, I guess about five months later, about my experience on September 11th, 2001 with my students whom I had just met a week earlier uh, because the Boston Public Schools starts after Labor Day. These were eighth graders. We, I was teaching in Dorchester and we could see planes taking off. Uh, we, The way that we were positioned, um, we have a view of the harbor and of airplanes and we also have a view outside of my classroom li- window of the Prudential Center and the John Hancock Tower, which are the two tallest buildings in Boston. And so we knew that two of the planes had originated in Boston and um, that we were underneath the flight path and that we were viewing um, skyscrapers. And my students, some of them were terrified that we were going to be targets. and on the one hand, I mean, it was a it was a very complex day. Obviously, in part, I thought that that was a silly idea, and I viewed part of my role as reassuring them that no matter who this was who did it, we they would not target 750 middle schoolers. Um, that would not serve their purposes. Um, at And it was interesting because that is the only time I think as a teacher that I have explicitly told my students that they were unimportant or that our city was a third-rate city usually as a social studies teacher especially you're busy teaching your students how important they are and how important the community that they live in is and that is probably the one and only time that i've told them you know boston doesn't really stand for anything in the international context we don't stand for media we don't stand for the economy we don't stand for politics Um, and they were kind of shocked by that i also Felt frankly angry at some of my students because, especially by the afternoon, they were explicitly talking about it as sort of seeing it like a video game. It was so hard. We went into a colleague's classroom to watch what was happening on TV in the morning, and then the, the television was on in the library when we went to check out books that afternoon. They were checking out their textbooks, and many of them were fairly indifferent to what was occurring on screen because they said it just looked like a movie, and. Um, I finally sort of burst out at them that there were people who had died. And, you know, the kids were saying, oh, maybe I'll get called home from school. And I said in a very... Um, unpedagogically sound moment, you know, if your parent comes to pick you up, it may be because you lost an aunt or an uncle, which is a terrible thing for me to say. But I was really frustrated that it was so hard for them to understand the reality of what was going on. On the other hand, it's understandable. They were 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, It was also a very valuable experience, though, for me to see how they thought of it. As I write about in this book, um, many of them assumed that President Bush had... Uh, orchestrated the attacks and that he had orchestrated the attack actually to justify their going to, his going to war in Iraq um, because he wanted to take revenge on Saddam Hussein for having attempted the assassination of his father. And I disagree with that interpretation of the events, but uh, some people certainly think that it was a prescient interpretation of at least pieces of that on that day on September 11, 2001 when, of course, none of us could have known what was going to go on.
0: Your last question, and this is more for the sort of informal teaching of 9-11, you're a teacher, now professor, but you're also a parent with small children. For our parent listeners out there right now, if they have a child under 11, 10 years old, they may not have had any real experience with this. What do you say to your child when he or she comes up to you and says, Mommy, what is 9-11, or why did that building fall down?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, As I said, I struggled with this um, the Monday morning after President Obama announced on Sunday night that Osama bin Laden had been killed. I brought it up in the car on the way to dropping my kids off to school uh, because I didn't know if their own teachers would bring it up. And at that point, they were in kindergarten and second grade. And we had a very complicated conversation about why It, why somebody would kill somebody else, why somebody would kill a lot of people, um, whether it was right to kill somebody for having uh, been a murderer. uh, And how, and I didn't, and how you make sense of saying to kids that there were thousands of people killed um, and that human beings are killed for the sake of symbolism or an idea, uh, that that real lives are destroyed. Um, I I really don't know. I think it's hard and it's complex. Part of the reason that we're having this forum is to help people and educators and parents uh, and community members think through the complexity. I think Be as attentive to what your child or your children say as you can be. Stop when it seems as if they've had too much uh, or enough. um, And be respectful of what they want to know and then also what they just may be too young to know. It's impossible for an an adult to understand these events. It's even harder, I think,
0: for children. Heavy stuff, ages 5 to 105. If you're interested to continue this conversation, the Askwith Forum is this upcoming Wednesday, September 7th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. in Askwith Hall. That's in Longfellow Hall. It's called Teaching 9-11. Our guest has been Dr. Mira Levinson. Thank you so much for appearing on the EdCast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.